0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Command in Manchester, New Hampshire, for the first episode, the inaugural episode of Bachman Radio. I'm AJ Bruno, your host, uh, talk radio host extraordinaire, and uh, Bachman campaign consultant. And it is good to be here. Um, great to have you all joining in. Uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight. You are free to call in if you want. Uh, the number should be right there on the board. Um, it is 760-512-7224 if you want to be on the show, so feel free to call in and, uh, we will get you on and it
2: should be, uh, a lot of fun. Okay. Um, let's see, uh, where should we start? Um. Well, let me talk about a little bit the purpose of this, of this show. We are coming up on the Iowa
1: caucuses. And this is critical. We're a couple days out here now uh, before the election season gets wide open. And the question is, who are we going to nominate as the next president of the United States to take on Barack Hussein Obama? and to take them down in the general elections. We have to be extremely careful about who we're picking, and we can't just throw up anyone against them. We have to pick the best possible candidate. I think it's pretty clear that that candidate is Michelle Bachman, and that's why we have Bachman Radio. To talk about that, and well, to hear your thoughts on it, too, because we need to all come together as supporters of Michelle Bachman And to say, uh, why do we support her? Why is her message so strong? And how are we going to convince others to do the same? So if you have any friends out there, uh, let them know about the show. Bring them on board. What we're going to try and do here, uh, I see people filing in now. People like to file in a couple minutes afterwards. Uh, But anyway, what we're going to try and do is do this every night. 11 11 o'clock I think is good. do this every night for the foreseeable future, get as many supporters as possible on here. We're going to try and get the Congresswoman on, other people involved with the campaign, and make this a forum for the Bachman for the Bachman campaign. We need supporters from all around the country here calling, in, calling into the show, uh, talking in the chats, listening, and taking that, going on out in the field, on Facebook, whatever, and pushing the candidacy of Michelle Bachman.
2: We can't be silent about this. We all need to be active. This is too important for us to to put this on chance. We can't just let dumb luck decide the candidate is. We can't let the media
1: dance circles around the candidates who they're trying to push and not try and talk about someone who has a principled conservative message. Clearly the best person ideologically, Uh, through their record, through their message, through their potential as a Commander-in-Chief, the best possible
2: person to be our nominee for president, and that is Michelle Boffin. What we have to do is make that as clear as possible to everybody else who's participating in the process. Um, We have to focus on the early states Primarily,
1: uh, but we need to focus on the country in general because there are a lot of primaries out there, and this could
2: drag on further into the cycle. So, what is it that we do in order to you know, help win her the nomination? Um, yeah, for for anyone who wants to
1: call in and say why you support Michelle Bachman's candidacy, or to you know make a or anything along those lines uh, please feel free to call in Uh, we can certainly use uh, everyone out there to participate Um, so don't be shy call up 766 uh, uh, sorry 760-512-7224 and our uh, friendly neighborhood call screener will uh, get your information down and we will get you on the show okay In the meantime, uh, while we're waiting for that to get set up, I'm going to talk a little bit about where I think the campaign stands today, what we need to do, and you know how we're going to win the nomination. Now, uh, the, first cat- the first issue coming up here is Iowa, and what do we do uh, when it comes to that? The polls are all over the place, you can't rely on them, especially when it's Comes to a caucus. You know, there was a poll the other day that had her at five and had Santorum at 16, and it's it's just ridiculous. Michelle Bachman has been way ahead of Rick Santorum the entire campaign, and you know the media spins this one poll and act like that it's it's showing some sort of a trend. Now this is how they get who they want nominated. Um, this is how they try and shut out the most legitimate candidates, and we can't fall for their tricks.
2: We know these
1: these tired old games that they play, um,
2: you know,
1: manipulating people, and we just can't we can't fall for it. So, in reality, where does it stand? Yeah, it's a tough situation. We have a lot of people lumped together in Iowa. Um, you know, Michelle Bachmann has to stand out here. All true conservatives. There's really one place to go. It's to Michelle Bachman. Um, you know, some people. There's some people who are still supporting Rick Perry, for instance. I mean, the guy shot himself in the foot. His campaign is imploded. They're just wasting votes. These are votes that could go to some nut job like like Ron Paul, um, who we don't want as the nominee, who would, would probably be the worst person to be the nominee. Uh, his views are so out of whack,
2: uh, or to one of the
1: other candidates who aren't as conservative as Michelle Bachman. And we, we cannot allow this to happen. So what we need to do, people need to volunteer in the field, on the phones, um, contribute if you can. You know, if you're up personally, I mean, if you're up in New Hampshire, our, we're still, we're still competitive up here too. Right now I'm the only, the only one, uh, it's a one man operation right now in New Hampshire. um, but we're ahead of Santorum and Perry up here, and these people have substantial staffs, headquarters, they've invested a lot of time and money in this area, and they don't have much to show for it. Meanwhile, these are the people who we're supposed to expect are competing for the most conservative part of the Republican Party. This is just another media lie if all of these people who are thinking about supporting these other candidates supported Michelle Bachman, she would be right there at the top. She'd knock down Gingrich and Romney and anyone else. That's why it's so important. If anyone's wavering, thinking about supporting another candidate, I encourage you to get out there and tell them
2: you have to come and support Michelle Bachman. This is the conservative candidate we need, and we should be enthusiastic about her. I'm enthusiastic about it, and I hope
1: everyone here is too. Um, you know, I, I, I think our chances are strong. She has a good chance of doing well in Iowa. I think we can exceed expectations in New Hampshire. I'd love to knock down uh, Huntsman, who, you know, I mean, the Huntsman, the guy is is way down there, and he doesn't have a chance. So to knock him out would be nice. He's basically had this one-state firewall up here, and I think we can easily surpass him.
2: Uh, and then you have South Carolina, where the state that, that Bachman should obviously do very well. And
1: then we're going on to some other states. So, But, the, but first, we have to do well in these early states. And in order to do that, uh, like I said, you got a phone bank, donate, volunteer if you can. Um, I don't know if anyone's up here, but I've got thousands of campaign paraphernalia here, which I'd love to get out there and to get the message out. Um, you know, we need people to help do that. Because the more people we have truly committed to this cause, I mean, this is crunch time. This is crunch time. There is no room for error here.
2: Give 100 plus percent because if we don't do that now, the consequences could be dire. This is the time to get Michelle Bachmann nominated as the President of the United States. We need to stand together to do that. Now, how are we going to go about doing that? And it's simple. The outspoken, pull up
1: these national talk radio shows, um, you know, for instance, Mark Levin, who has one of the higher-rated shows, said that he's wavering between you know, supporting and endorsing Bachman and, and Santor. Well, tell him support Michelle Bachman. Get his listeners to support Michelle Bachman. Call up these other shows. Um, you know, Talk to people. Try and get this as public, as vocal as possible.
2: What we need to do is take control of the message, take control of the momentum. If we stick together and do that, we will win.
1: Because we, as conservatives and supporters of Michelle Bachmann, have to define what the message is. Have to define what the what the story is. Is the story Mitt Romney, Newt Gingrich battle with maybe someone else emerging and, and Ron Paul uh, trolling the entire field? Is that what the story is, or is the story? of a conservative heroine who's going to win Iowa, who's going to do much better than expected, New Hampshire, who's going to win in in some of the southern states and the western states, who's going to start having a pattern of success, and to encourage conservatives, more and more conservatives, to rally behind her. I
2: think that sounds like a much better message. There is simply no other candidate out there who has the sort of um uh, potential that she definitely the right word. Girth. has the has the
1: fact you know, okay. You know what I'm trying to say here. There is no one who has the conservative weight. the heft, the heft. That's that's the word I'm looking for.
2: She has the heft as a true conservative titan to carry our message through. She's a rock-solid
1: conservative on fiscal issues, on defensive issues, and on social issues. What more can we ask for? Instead of saying, you know, we have all these imperfect candidates who have flaws on X and Y and Z issue, why not pick somebody who is pretty darn close to being as perfect ideologically as possible?
2: If you want a Reagan conservative that doesn't get much better than Michelle Bachmann, then she should not be overlooked by anyone. This is a candidate we should be excited about. This is not somebody we have to settle for. Um like people would think with a Romney or a Gingrich. This is somebody we can be thrilled about. Because look at her stances on the issues. Look at her record. What is there to not be excited about? We have to take that enthusiasm and turn it into winning momentum. We have to turn it into victories, and, and that's what we're going to do. And with your help, we can do that. Uh, we'll be getting some, some calls in a few minutes. If you want
1: to call in, lend your voice to what you think of the situation. Um, you know, Any opinions you might have, why you support Congresswoman Bachman, any questions you might have, anything at all, uh, 760-512-7224 is the number. Uh, you can also call in via Skype and uh, participate in the show. Um look forward to having you all on there, so good calling and we'll uh, get you on. We have the switchboard all set up now for anyone who wants to participate. Okay. In the meantime, let's go back to what we were just discussing. Now, if we're
2: looking for somebody who represents our values, what's the problem? Why is there any confusion over what candidate we should support? The answer is here. It's clear. It's been here for for near seven months. She's been in the race. This is somebody who has a plan to repair the damage done by the Obama administration and to get America on track. Folks, we can't afford four more years of more the failures of the Obama administration. We just can't afford it. We literally and metaphorically can't afford it. It is absolutely killing this nation. And how are we going to stop that? By making Michelle Bachman the next president of the United States? There's no other candidate out there who has the courage to um, for instance say you know, on, on day one, I'll repeal Obamacare. I'll get it done. You know, she says, take it to the bank. She think much clearer than that. You, know, you
1: have a promise. There's a difference between a politician making a promise they intend to break and someone who, who has a record
2: of keeping them. And she has a record of keeping every single one of them. So, what we need to look for Somebody who is going to deliver on their promises. Now, Some of these other
1: candidates, we might want to believe them, but can we really trust them to do it?
2: You know, I I don't think so. And we really shouldn't leave it up to chance. And we don't have to leave it up to chance. We can get somebody who really would be a strong... Messenger in this election who will go to the
1: debates and not ha- not not say oops or have a major gaffe that
2: destroys our campaign. What we will do is put up somebody who's actually going to destroy Barack Obama in these debates. Who's going to beat him with a, with a conservative message. And you can't ask for much more. Than that. All right. Um, why don't we take a call, uh, by the way, uh 512
1: 7224 if you want to be on the show. Uh, in the meantime, uh, why don't we put uh, Matt on here. Uh, hello, Matt. Welcome to the program.
3: Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's, it's going
1: all right. How's it going with you?
3: It's going good. I see you uh, have taken a good lead on this on uh, Michelle Bachman's position in New Hampshire. What's the status?
1: Yes. um, We have some room for improvement, but like I said, we're doing better than some of the other campaigns who have poured in a lot of resources here, and I think we have a nice, strong showing. Um, Are you coming around to the congresswoman's message?
3: Um, I'm still undecided. I haven't really made my choice yet on which candidate For sure, I'd like to see. Um, I I take the position that Gingrich has taken in the past, and that is I really could care less who gets nominated. I think any of the candidates currently running would be better than the current person in office right now. So as long as somebody makes a good stand, and I think whoever that is, and I think Michelle Bachman could easily do that, But I think whoever that is needs to be a strong candidate and needs to overcome the sort of things that Obama is going to throw at them because he now has the power. You know, he sits in the big captain's chair, so it's not going to be easy. It's an uphill battle, but I think uh, all of the candidates currently running have a very good chance of overcoming him if they try. Um. Yeah, I'd
1: say yes and no. But, like I said, do we really want to take a chance of putting up somebody, uh, for instance, like a, a, um, put up, you know, Rick Perry, Who's to say he's not going to fall apart in a debate? And then it's pretty much game over from there. You don't think there's any risk in something like that?
3: Well, I think there's obviously a risk in any candidate. A lot of people thought that Obama's inability to work without a prompter was going to be a a problem, (laughs) But as we saw in the debates, it didn't really have that much of an effect. So I, I don't know. Some of the things that have hurt candidates in the past in the beginning primary stages don't really come into play, or maybe they they get better um, campaign staffers or something changes around the time of of you know the general election stage, and they just kind of they improve themselves. And I think I think despite how Rick Perry. Has come off in the last few debates, which has not been good at all. Um, I think he has the potential to improve, but honestly, I mean, yeah, there's obviously going to be candidates that I feel, and I, um, I'm not sure I'm willing to share that here, but candidates I feel feel are more susceptible to winning than others.
1: Um. Yeah. I definitely. I definitely agree with that. And, you know, I I think we need to have someone, though, who, you know, we can completely trust and there's no reason to take any chances. And, um, you know, I mean, what about somebody like a a Newt Gingrich, for instance, who has a a huge flawed personal history? Um, You know, why do we have to take a chance with somebody like that? It just doesn't make any sense. We don't need any surprises.
3: Right. Um, Gingrich, his problem, his, his issue would be his history. And at the same time, it would probably be one of the main things that would help him considering during the time he had spent in office, was one of the few and only times we had a balanced budget. However, again, as you said, he's also got a large rap sheet. So, um, it comes to hurt, comes to hurt him. It comes to help him. um, I think honestly, right as the way things are looking right now, it could and and if you look at Iowa, the the all four candidates Bachman, um Gingrich, Romney, Bachman, and Paul are all very close, and uh, it could be a toss up there. New Hampshire seems pretty one sided, but after Iowa, anything's possible. So, I think Bachman has a very good chance, and I think she could pull it off if she gets Iowa like she did the first time.
1: Um, you know, I, I think so, too. People seem to uh, have short memories of how strong she did in the, in the straw poll. And, um, you know, there's no reason why she can't carry that into a, a, a victory for the Iowa caucuses and, um, you know, and then do well in New Hampshire, win South Carolina. Who knows? And from there on out, we can rally behind her, but people have to get behind her now. And this is the key moment to to support her and not to... Not to go to other candidates and drift off. We have to support one person as conservatives. And Michelle Bachman, I think, is a rival.
3: Right. And I think that's, that's the main thing. And people seem to forget about this, especially with Iowa. And not so much with New Hampshire, but with Iowa especially. Um, it's it's very, and I've been to these con, kind of conventions. Um, You get a small group of, like, say, 500 people. And they just kind of put them in a room. Give them a piece of paper and say, here, pick a candidate. And, you know, it's like they already get persuaded, but so much of who they pick depends on how they feel right then and there. So it's it's kind of hard for these sort of things that we're doing here to affect what happens in places like Iowa unless we're directly contacting the people we know are going to be there. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, mm-hmm is where New Hampshire this sort of thing really works because, you know you know, obviously the people from New Hampshire have to hear it, but anyone there is allowed to go and vote. So and it's more of a statewide general primary. So that's this these sort of things help. The main thing we need to make sure of is that people from that state call into the show, hear this show and make sure that the message is getting spread to the people in that state. Because if the people in that state don't hear it, she won't win in that state, and therefore the snowball effect doesn't occur.
1: Yeah. Well, those are uh, that's, that's very true, and um, make sure that doesn't happen. Um, all right. Any other uh, comments, Matt?
3: No, I'm uh, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> I was good talking to you, and good luck on your campaign with Bachman. Hope everything goes well.
2: Alright,
1: you too, appreciate it. Alright, thanks for calling in. Alright. Um thanks for that call. Uh, we'll get to some of your other calls here. Uh, the the call screening is uh the switchboard is starting to light up. Uh 760 512 7224, if you want to be on the show and we will we will get you in there. Okay. Um, in the meantime, I'll uh, address what he just said there. Yeah, I mean that's this. This is really the key here. Uh, she, people are saying Ron Paul winning Iowa or Mitt Romney. You know what? If you even if you look at these polls, all these candidates are lumped in together, and people need to remember her strong win in the Iowa caucuses. There's no reason why that can't repeat. There's no reason why that enthusiasm for Ben would have faded by now. What we need to do, and we have got to remember, the people who were voting in these caucuses. Um, a very small number of people. They think maybe 120,000 max, which would be 4% of the eligible voters. Um, this is a, a fairly small number
2: of people, and the influence I can carry is big. Because if she wins, if, if she wins in Iowa, that's huge. This could give the campaign the momentum it needs, and um, you know, I, I think I think that's what that's what counts. Um, Okay, let's see here. Uh, why don't we bring a caller on the phone? We have a caller from
1: Florida. Uh, we're having issues with the switch. Okay. Uh, 305, you're on the air. Um,
4: hello? Hello,
1: hello. Oh, yes, you're on.
4: Okay, um, I've got you on the, on the uh on the internet and I'm confused about the uh <laughs> the phone thanks for taking my call AJ and thank you for uh supporting Michelle Bachman and putting forth her candidacy in in your state
1: Oh I appreciate that um what uh what brought you to uh, supporting her campaign
4: well, uh, I believe she's the only person uh, that's that's uh, in the process of uh, you know um, uh, being nominated that is a true conservative.
1: and'm
4: uh, <clears throat> uh, I think that the the really important thing for me with regard to her is that she is a born-again Christian, she's a conservative. understands the historical origins of this country that this country was not just another country like Europe it was it was created as a miracle almost by God himself and that in the natural our revolution really didn't have any chance of winning against the most uh, the greatest power at the time which was Great Britain and yet where the ragtag bunch of people, uh, George Washington and all the founding fathers, uh, who were very spiritual men and who prayed a lot and so on and so forth, created this nation. And even within, even within the colonies at the time, there were a lot of people who were um, uh, uh, loyalists to, to uh, the king for whatever reason for financial reasons or whatever but there were many loyalists and really the revolutionaries in this country was you know like maybe ten twenty percent of the people so uh... i believe michelle bachman understands this i understand she's she's a christian person i believe that she understands the roots of our country is not just a intellectual, philosophical creation, you know, uh, like uh, the French Revolution was really, uh, uh, you know, a mess. It was a socialistic uh, revolution involving envy and all these other things. Our revolution was based on spirituality. Our founding fathers were all always praying, you know, for guidance. and I think Michelle Bachman is this, is the person of that same type of character as our founding fathers. And I'm a born-again Christian myself, and I, when I hear her speak about her faith and what have you, I, I know that she's not just a religious Christian, that she's really a person who has a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I think that she's the only candidate that is, is um uh, is is uh is that way.
1: Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. And that's just another area and and a key area where she's unique, understanding the uh Judeo Christian foundation of this nation and its values and um, you know, she has a personal core that represents that. I think sometimes people overlook that in a candidate and, and in fact it, it could be the most important element of, of a, of a candidate. Um, you know, and I, I think people who say they're, who say they're Christians or, um, and they're committed to it uh, really need to give her a serious look because none of the other candidates, um, have proven that they have that core and that understanding that, that she does.
4: Yeah. Um, I think it's, we're living in a time right now with the technology and with the, you know, state of the world the way it is, communications and so forth, is that there's so much noise, uh, so much, um, politically, you know, political, uh, uh, talking and, and, uh, pundits and, uh, television programs and what have you. You have so much of that going on right now that people are really confused. And I think, you know, as a people, we need to go back to our origins, how we started. How did this country start? What was it based on? What are the principles? You know, the principles were that they wanted to create a country where you had liberty, you know, the Declaration of Independence, for example. Michelle Bachman refers to this. This is the mission statement of this country, the Declaration of Independence. That you create a, country, a, a a government by the people, for the people and of the people that uh, that liberty uh is 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 very important for you know for human beings to grow, to prosper, and that the government was established in order to uh respect and protect that liberty. In fact, the you know the the declaration says the the you know liberty life, life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So, unless Americans get back to the the concept of America, not all these other concepts that you know the Democratic Party or other other governmental people are always talking about that we're a democracy. That, you know, you should vote according to the economy, your pocketbook, this and all this other stuff. That's all really meaningless because the first principles are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And when we, we get back to that, that perspective, that foundation, then everything else will take care of itself. The economy will fall into the right place, prosperity, people will be free, people will be doing what, you know, free people do, and that is being creative. But, you know, there's so many issues out there that cloud everything, you know, whether it's the economy. Yeah, the economy is bad, and, it's it should you know, it should be better. But you've got to get back to the core principles, and that's what Michelle Bachman talks about the core principles of this country
1: that that is that was right on and um, too many people are just not realizing that or forgetting it um, or simply don't agree with the core principles of the country sadly Uh, but I think there's enough out there um that all we have to do is realize that she's the one who is standing for that. And when she and when they do realize that, it'll be clear that Michelle Bachman is the only person to restore that and to bring about a restoration of what the founding principles of this nation were and, 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 and still are. Um and in order to in order to do that, we need to uh you know, we need to make sure people know that because they're, a lot are just hearing whatever they're being told by the elites um, and the media, and 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 in order to, and for us to allow that to happen, honestly, is a crime against this country. It's a crime against liberty. It's a crime against history itself. If we do not make it clear that Michelle Bachman is the one who will bring about this restoration. Of the founding principles of our nation.
2: What she will do is restore America's greatness, its purpose, its founding principles, its very moral core. There's nobody
1: else who can do this the way that she will, and that's what the fundamental point is.
2: I think that's the fundamental point of the whole campaign to ha- to restore. America to restore its
1: principles to restore its greatness and in order to do that we have to remember that you know we're um to quote ronald reagan uh when when we I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here I,
2: this is roughly the quote uh when we become a, a nation uh when we become a nation without god will be a nation gone under Oh, sorry. When, we,
1: when we are no longer a nation under God, we will be a nation gone under. That's roughly what it is, uh, which stands true today. Because if we forget that, if we forget that we're a nation under God, if we forget that the founding principles of this nation are life, liberty, the
2: pursuit of happiness, and that we are pretty equal under a creator, and that's the part people forget that these
1: rights, these fundamental rights that we're given, that we were that we were
2: guaranteed under the founding of this nation by the founding fathers, by great men, few of which can be seen, any anyone of their equal in this day and age, unfortunately. But you know what? Michelle Bachman is right up there because she stands for the same things that they stood for two-plus centuries ago. And for us to not see that and to see a truly, a truly defining leader of our time, we cannot do that. What we have to do is support
1: Michelle Bachman, and we have to tell everyone else to do the same. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, we, we can't let this moment in history pass. And, uh, you know, it, it's great that... that uh, People like you understand that, and, and those who are listening understand it, and we have to make sure that millions of others do too.
4: Yeah, that's true. The you know the founding fathers laid laid down a foundation for us, which is the you know the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and and the Bill of Rights, and these are kind of like the foundation. This is where we have to go back to. It, to to restore this country, which has gone way out of whack for the last hundred years, we've been under this progressive uh, um, uh, teachings and indoctrination of our children and so forth, and we have to go back. And, you know, Abraham Lincoln, I think, had to had to go back himself uh, during his time of trouble and darkness in our country over the Civil War, and he had to go back to God, and he had to go back to the Founding Fathers to find the strength in order to keep the nation together during his time, and we're going through a similar crisis. You know, are we going to be, you know, a nation like the Founders created, or are we going to morph into something, you know, else, some kind of socialistic uh, country like uh, you know in, in Europe and um you know um, we we made it you know in terms of uh, with with Lincoln you know with uh, a lot of problems afterwards after the war reconstruction and so on and so forth but i think abraham lincoln had to go back to god and i think he had to go back to the constitution and this, this idea, this notion that people have today about social conservative and fiscal conservative, it's all nonsense. A conservative is, you know, Samuel Adams, our, 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 you know, one of our presidents, I don't know if he was like the uh, second or third or whatever, but he said something to the effect that this this government is, is not uh, for uh, a people that are not, you know, religious or moral if the people the people do not uh... you know follow the principles of the of the of of, that were that founded our country then we're gonna go askew we're gonna start thinking about the statistics and economy and you know this or that law or whatever and the point is is that you know we have to be a moral people and Nobody talks about this in politics. You know, morality doesn't seem to play a figure in in, in politics anymore. But um, we have to. I'm not talking about that. You know, the, you know, the Establishment Clause in, in the Constitution. You know, the First Amendment. It says you can't establish a religion. And Congress cannot establish a religion. But it also says that that Congress can't um right in that same uh, uh, first uh, first amendment it says that congress cannot uh, prohibit the free exercise of religion and everything's been twisted around now to the point where you know The the Establishment Clause is is always emphasized, you know, that the government can't really promote religion and all this. That's fine. But the government can't stop you from exercising your religious, uh, you know, uh, practices, even in public and even in in government institutions, because the first Congress would have prayers before they they went into session. Uh, So, um I I think that we have to kind of like do a reset, a more, you know, a spiritual reset. Uh, and and people have to read the constitution, they have to read the, the the declaration of independence, they have to be reeducated in this country to what it means to be an American. You know, everybody talks about freedom, you know, my freedom, my rights and all this all that's all well and fine. But, you know, freedom ain't free. Uh, you know, people have to be responsible and accountable.
1: Um,
2: that's that's
1: extremely extremely true, and you know, we 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 That raises a, a, an important issue that the education system in this country is fundamentally broken, um, and because of that don't understand it. And that's why you're producing gener- generations now who don't really get what this country is all about,
2: who don't care what it's about. Um, and if they know anything about it, they they miss the point. They miss the point of
1: what the founding principles were, what the moral, moral foundation of this nation was. And you know, it, we're running out of
2: time here to change that. And and Michelle Bachman is someone who understands that. She understands that. Um, And there's not that many others who do.
1: But, uh, you know, anyway, um, you made some some excellent points. Um, I hope when the campaign comes down there, you can help deliver uh, Florida for uh, the Congresswoman, and that would be great.
4: Well, I'll do my best. And um...
1: All right. Thanks a lot.
4: Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: You too. All right. Uh that was a good call. Uh
2: 760 760-512-7224. If you want to be on the show, um, we'll take your calls
1: and tell us why you're supporting Congresswoman Bachman or uh, talk about her candidacy at all. Uh, look, folks, I can't stress this enough. Um, you know, it's almost the 30th now. We've got the caucuses coming up in just a couple of days on Tuesday. A week after that, we're coming to New Hampshire. And, you know, uh, shortly after that, we got primaries
2: in other states Folks, we're running out of time here. We have to win this for Michelle Bachman. I can't stress it enough. And, um, you know, I mean, people might say, you know, what can I do? If you're not in the field, you could be making phone calls. If you can, you can contribute.
1: Really, anything helps. Talk to your friends. Call everyone. Post everywhere. Make groups. Tell your friends to join it on here. Talk about the campaign. Call Up Talk Radio. There are so many things you can do to help Michelle
2: Bachman win the nomination of of our party. There are so okay. many things you can do. She is the candidate that we need. I, I can't. I can't stress it enough. It, it became. It's, it's it's clear as day. me now. She is head heads and shoulders above these, these other people. You know, I mean, no no disrespect meant to them, but she is the best candidate. There is nobody who is as passionate and as, as 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 strong in her convictions as Michelle Bachman is. This is somebody who we know 100%, 100% we can trust. Okay, um go back to the phones by the way uh once again
1: 760-512-7224 uh if you want to call in or you can get on via Skype uh we have a caller uh we have Josh from Washington State here hello Josh you're on Bachman Radio
5: hey uh, AJ Bruno how's it going uh it's going it's going well how's it going with you i uh, just you know drinking for joy and and uh loving life uh so um. When's Michelle Bachman supposed to be on? Because I said something you said on uh, this game here, and uh, you said that she's actually gonna be calling in. Is there any? Is she actually gonna do such a thing or what?
1: Uh, we're gonna try to get her on soon. I, it, it, it's, it's, you know, trying to make it a reality soon. Um, like I said, we'll see how many people tune in here. Uh, so you know, keep telling people to listen. The more people that tune in, the more likely it is that we can get her on the show. And uh, you know, talk to all the supporters and uh, get the message out there. Um, as of for tonight, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Who knows? She could. Uh, could be a surprise. But we're definitely going to try and get her on here in the near future, and we're going to be doing this regularly now. Um, do you? Uh, are, have you been won over by the uh, by the congresswoman's uh, message?
5: Well, personally, there, AJ, uh, I don't know, man, because I personally. You know, I've I've watched all these Republicans, you know, and of course, uh, if you know me, I'm a Democrat, but apparently the way that Obama has ran, it's shit, it's crappy, I don't like it at all, but, um, I think that uh, a Republican, I would definitely choose, because, you know, um, uh, Obama, he screwed up, I he lost my trust, I think he lost America's trust, and, and all that thing, um... And and sadly, I guess Republicans. You know, we we all love Republicans. They're they're very good. They're intelligent and, and newsworthy. And so, you know, I thought, hey, why not? You know, vote for for more people that are more Republican. And so, you also have um, these these candidates. I I forgot um, who who else is running. You have a. a, a uh, Sarah Palin, you have John McCain, you have um, Rick Perry, um, Herman Cain, Ron Paul, and uh, I can't think of any someone else. Oh yeah, and Michelle Bachman, but you know, uh, it, uh, it's crazy how intense this election is. You have what's her name? Uh, Michelle Bachman, like this this, uh, this uh, uh, this uh, this this uh, uh, this thing here. Um, I mean, like, why were why to do you choose to vote for her?
1: Um, well, uh, why? I, I, have you been listening to the show? I think it's pretty clear why. Oh. She, no. Okay. This nope. this presidency has been a, has been a complete and utter failure. We can't have. We can't have for another lukewarm, semi-conservative Republican elite. You need somebody who is a stalwart, somebody who is the complete opposite, the antithesis of Obama, and that's Michelle Bach. There is nobody else who's a better example of that in this field. In fact, she is one of the most, she is one of the premier examples in the entire political realm. Um, you know, whether you agree or disagree with her, I think there's there's nothing. I think there are a couple things that are clear. She's she's strong in her convictions. She's principled. You can trust her to mean what she says and say what she means. Um, and that she has a record to back that up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, people try to tear her down. People try to insult her um, or try to belittle her candidacy. She's already had some some big successes. And people are just trying to, and, and certain people, certain uh, elements um supporters of other candidates or uh members of the Democrat party don't want somebody like Michelle Bachman running
0: because they are oh. afraid
1: of what she can do the, the the fundamental um rest, like I said the restoration that she would take of, of this country she would get rid of all the corruption the cronyism the failed policies the fundamental corruption of Washington of this nation that's rotting at the core she would bring us back to our values and our principles and you can't ask for anything much more than that
5: uh, well I don't know man because why would I want to vote for some nobody versus some guy who actually has stuff like let's say uh, uh, Sarah not Sarah Palin oh, uh, Herman Kane because he's actually more intelligent you know uh, uh, everyone, that's everyone an wants-
1: ironic statement that's an ironic statement considering Herman Cain is no longer an active candidate. So,
5: but I think a lot of people were not so fascinated with the uh, education system. You know, you have, you have this left, right. I mean, excuse me, this left. Well, what was it called? Conservative. You have this conservative side, and you got this liberal side. And then you got this liberal side who said, well, we're going to raise the taxes here for the for the rich people. And I was like, oh, hell no. And then you have these uh, these poor people, you know, who need help, who, who had a job, but yet then you have these tax breaks, or excuse me, these tax cuts were extended. Oh no, these tax things that were extended for the poor. And, you know, and that kind of disappointed with me and with the Watch his face, Michael Jackson. No, hang on. Let me Google it. Uh, Wikipedia hit here. Um, we, yeah, hang on. I'm Wikipedia. I'm, Wiki- I'm Wikipediaing everything here. Uh, okay, hang on. Okay, so there we go. Um, basically, you know, with Michelle Bachman for hot, perhaps maybe it could be a. Uh, I hang on. Uh, a little different. Um, you know, with her education system because you have. This right side here, who says, "Well, we're gonna do this thing over here, and I says, "Well, you know you can switch sides, you can play around with your fingers, but it's not gonna work very well because look um with and i and I actually understand with what she said earlier, I think it was the two thousand six and two thousand and nine with her fundraisers, which was like something you know Minnesota, you know that." That really nice place. And and I really like her, her idea for opposing anti-bullying le, bull, bull, bullying legislation. And, you know, but with the physical policy, there was an interesting spectrum. Because, look, you have these surcharges who, who went here, and then when it was like 70, 75 cents per pack of the whole cell. The cigarette. Uh, sorry, um- because right. it,
1: wait, let's let's get, let's get to the let's get to the bottom line here. What's your bottom line point here?
5: Well, I honestly honestly don't see anything about the education system because you know that really bugs me a lot. Because with the social security, you know, and with the Medicare, especially what they voted earlier this year, and it irritated me how frustrating and how the system was so whack. Because look, you have this foreign policy and. And it was very, it was a, uh, like the nuclear strike happened. And I didn't like it at all. And especially with Nich- Michelle Bachman, I liked it, you know. But what really scared me the most, what she said, was about the G20 summit um, that happened earlier this summer. Uh, I think that happened in Russia or, no, Toronto, Canada. I was getting mixed well with, uh, with uh Hiroshima bombing. But anyways, moving forward, I apologize for my rant here. Um the immigration was scary because the Dream Act, um, it was a very great idea that she voted against it because look, all right, um, it scared me how the social issues and the same sex marriage and, and it scared why people were racist against a poor life position, you know. But uh that's all I got. I need to go take a shit, sorry, I gotta gotta poop. Uh, I gotta go. Well,
1: well, well, okay, yeah, right. Um that's why we need a time delay on this. Okay, sorry about that. Anyway, um why don't we bring on another caller? Um right. uh Scotty from Charlotte. Uh you are on the air. Hello, this is Bachman Radio.
0: Hello. Oh, uh, thanks for taking my call. And I, I have a question. I'm an independent here in North Carolina. In 2008, in the Republican primaries, I voted for Ron Paul to get the nomination. In the general election, I ended up voting for President Obama. I am not happy with President Obama and the jobs job that he has done, but um, explain to me what in Michelle Bachman's platform would, would appeal to someone like me, who, is, who doesn't believe in, in so much as partisan politics. Um, you know, I kind of think both parties are the same when it comes to foreign policy and certain domestic issues. So, I mean, what sets her apart that an independent like myself should consider uh, supporting her?
1: uh yeah sure, I think there's a lot of uh different reasons why um firstly, I think she has a strong economic plan um there's a hundred there's okay there's one point two trillion united States dollars that are that are that have gone overseas that she could bring back by zeroing out uh a tax rate on on job creators that would bring these jobs back it would bring this money back instead of exporting overseas uh you know she would she would cut spending. In government, and we need to do that. We need to get this We need to get this, this mess out of control. Um, she cut taxes, you know, by, uh, repeal the taxes that are, she would repeal the taxes that are in Obamacare, um, eliminate a bunch of other taxes, and use that money so people can invest it in jobs and growth in the country, and, and, you know, she believes we be go for tax, and by giving that money back to the people, you'll boost the economy by doing that, and instead of sending it over to the government where it's just being wasted um you know we okay, have a lot
0: of regulation yeah. sure i'm sorry before you move to your your next point let me just um address some of what you said on the economic side first of all i don't believe it's the president's job to create jobs that's socialism we we don't uh elect the president to create jobs you know when president obama took over uh what was it general motors that, to save jobs, that was called socialism. So I, I don't believe that the government should be in the business of creating jobs. And, um, you know, and I don't understand what you mean by zero, zeroing out the corporate tax rate. So are you saying that corporations would pay zero percent in taxes?
1: Uh, no, it would be temporarily in order to bring some money back that had gone overseas, uh, you'd have to look up the specifics of, of that particular point. But what I think the, the bottom line is with her, um, she wouldn't do things like that, uh, spending government money to save companies like you know General Motors or take it over. Um, that's wasting the people's money, and, and that's a huge, huge thing. All these bailouts and so-called stimulus packages, what have they done? All they've done is dug us into a deeper recession by not doing that, by cutting back on, on unnecessary spending, by um, cutting taxes across the board for everyone, um, by doing that, you know there's a lot of elements of her plan. You can go on there uh, to michelleblockman.com and then read it. By by, by doing these things, get more money back to the people that invested in the economy, create more jobs, and dig us out of this recession. Uh, re- recession.
0: So you're talking about um, supply side
1: economics. I, yeah, I'm talking about the policies that have worked in the past, and getting rid of the ones that are not working now.
0: Now, remember, I'm, a, I'm an independent. I don't subscribe to partisan politics. I may register for one party or the other to participate in the primaries because I believe in playing, making the system work to my advantage. So I'm not a partisan guy. And um, to me, I mean, supply-side economics was proven by the Bush administration to have failed, you know, um I mean, at the end of his term, we, I mean, we were losing millions of jobs. So, I, 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 you know, I, I just don't buy into the fact that if you uh, tax corporation, and I'm not against lower taxes, don't get me wrong, but I'm not convinced that if you lower taxes that's that's necessarily going to create jobs because we had eight years of supply-side economics under the Bush administration, and, and look, what, look what happened.
1: Well there were some problems under the Bush administration. Um you know the wars cost a lot of money that that took a hit. And um we also had uh way too much spending. Now if if you're overspending it doesn't really matter uh what those policies are. Uh you know under President Reagan and under uh you know Bush senior uh we saw tremendous economic growth, huge job creation being created not by the government with some, uh, you know, issuing some edict and 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 you know, passing its judgment on high, but by the just providing the conditions to allow the free market and the economy and and, and those who, you know, are a part of it to create these jobs and to and to generate the growth that we need, and by getting back to these conditions that we had under under Reagan and Bush, um, we can make that a reality. So I, I don't think that um, you know, the last administration, the last uh, Presidency is the ideal circumstances around that. I think you have to go a little further back and uh, try to replicate and, and emulate and uh, improve on those conditions that existed, uh, you know, in that era, in that period.
0: Okay, um, I am also a U.S. Army veteran. I spent six years in in the United States Army. I uh, participated in Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and I took my oath very serious, and that oath. It's the same oath that the president takes, that the members of Congress take, and that is to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Um, the main issue that I take with President Obama has been the uh, expansion of the powers of the executive branch, which started under uh, President George W. Bush and have continued those and even expanded upon by the Bush administration. I don't care what you have been accused of. If you are a U.S. citizen, I believe that you have a right uh, guaranteed to you by the Constitution to have a trial and a jury and, you know, and I'm speaking of the assassination of, of Anwar al-Laki, and the media can write what they want about the man, and, all, and it may be true. It may not be true. But what I do believe is that the uh, executive branch has no constitutional authority to convene a death panel uh, involving an American citizen and then to decide to have them assassinated. Now, the majority of the Republican candidate, candidates right now say they agree with that position. Does Michelle Bachman agree with that?
1: Um, on that particular issue, you know, I, I think you'd have to ask her. But what I, what I do know is that she believes that the policies that we've used in the past to protect this country um, are ones that have, have worked. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I – I don't have um, that particular knowledge, uh, but we—I let me, let me, I think there's someone who can answer your question here. Um, sure, uh, Matt, Matt. Matt, are you on, on hold? Uh, I'm
3: yeah, I'm here.
1: <clears throat> okay, yeah, this is Matt Calabretti. He's a, a senior fellow of foreign policy at the Heritage Institution. He can—he can better uh, elaborate on that. What? What? Uh, can you shed some light on that, Matt? Uh,
3: well, um, oh. I, I can shed some light on what you were saying previously about um the the current the so much of what Obama likes to do is use what happened during bush's administration as as a pushing point for his in campaign, and he did that in two thousand and eight and i'll give people credit because at that time it was probably wise to take that into consideration i mean Bush had just been in office, however. Bush isn't in office anymore. He hasn't been in office for four years, and we really haven't seen much of a change from what Bush did then with Obama now. And um, I think what Bachman and a lot of these other candidates are looking at, they're not saying, hey, let's go back to the way things were with Bush, because it's not really that much different now as it was then either. I think what they're saying is, let's go back to what, what we saw worked, and and the things that didn't work then, you know, maybe you know, even Reagan and Bush had their problems. At this, the first Bush had their problems at times, and I think they're saying, you know, let's go back to what worked then and correct some of the things that we see are a problem
0: now. That doesn't really address my question. My question was specific, and and I disagree with you. The Obama administration has. Done uh much more than the prior Bush administration to expand uh executive power, especially when it comes to this quote unquote war on terror. And what the question that I asked was does Michelle Bachman support the executive branch having the sole authority to convene a death panel to target an American citizen without due process?
3: Well, Honestly, um, I can't, obviously, I can't speak on a candidate completely on the candidate's behalf. I'm not the candidate. However, um, I can say I I don't believe that Michelle Bachman or any of the current candidates look to seek to, to put that much power in. But as I said, I can't speak completely for them. As we did see with George Bush, he did expand that. And so did, and Obama hasn't, he really hasn't put that much of an effort to stop. He's been expanding it as well. So to say, you know, hey, I don't think they really even so much as to say, you know, hey, I I think they're looking to stop that sort of expansion of power, all of the Republican candidates.
0: I will strongly disagree with you. I have been watching all of the Republican debates and newt gingrich i can't remember what michelle bachman response was or even if she got a chance to respond but i know for a fact that newt gingrich uh, uh romney and i think it was santorum but don't quote me on santorum but i'm for sure that gingrich and romney both supported that decision to assassinate a u.s citizen without any sort of judicial review without the due process uh, uh, which is guaranteed to American citizens. I uh, know that for f-
3: again, I can't speak for Romney or Gingrich. They can, they may, but I, I have a fe- I have a very good feeling that I don't believe Michelle Bachman feels that way. Now, for them, they may be different. Of course, as you know, in debates, candidates like to you know, you know, either you know, beat around the bush with questions. They don't answer them usually because they don't agree. Or they do agree, and they don't want to, you know, say what, you know, how they really feel because they know it's going to hurt them. Um, Michelle, I don't think she ever really got a chance to answer that question, but um, I'm pretty sure if she had, she probably would have said something to the fact that she doesn't believe in it. But maybe you're right, and maybe she does. That's something that maybe the, you know, Michelle Bachman should call in and explain to us here on the show.
0: Um, I certainly would like to hear from her on that, uh, considering the fact that she was one of the Republicans who called for the impeachment of Obama for passing the health care reform legislation. And I just find it ludicrous that um, anybody would call for the impeachment of a president for passing health care legislation, health care reform legislation, but not call for impeachment when this person has clearly violated his oath to protect and defend which means abide by the constitution and so i i certainly would like to hear from her on that if she thinks that what he did was an impeachable uh offense and not only the assassination of a u.s citizen but he just signed a bill into law that now gives the remember i'm former u.s military and that now gives the U.S. military uh, uh, authorization to operate on American soil and to detain U.S. citizens if they have been labeled by the executive branch as enemy combatants, and they can be held indefinitely. I mean, I mean, I mean, if we're not going to stand up for the Constitution, all of, all of, all everything else don't ma- does not matter to me. If if my rights have been eliminated, the Bill of Rights have, have been, um, in effect, made null and void, nothing else matters. I don't care about jobs. I don't care about uh, economic growth. I don't care about none of that. I care about freedom, and I care about liberty for myself, my children, and my grandchildren. And I, I just find it very, very troubling uh, that Ron Paul is the only one who called for Obama to be impeached, for violating the Constitution, and I think people should stop saying, you know, using the Constitution as a slogan when they're not really going to stand behind it. And you know, that's all. That's all I have to say. And I thank you all for taking my call and trying to answer my questions.
1: Oh, uh, we appreciate uh, your input and hope uh, you know at least look at uh, you know, look at Michellebachman dot com reader plan, and
2: um, you know, hope you find some answers there. Um, And, you know, uh, maybe you'll uh, come around to supporting her. All right. Um, Okay. If you want to be on the show,
1: 760-512-7224 is the number uh, to be on the program. And, um, you know, call in and we'll uh, show them. Or you can Skype and uh, get on the show. Either one works. Anyway. Um, that was interesting. Okay. I want to talk about some specific, uh, proposals that, um, that the congresswoman has, um, which are good for this country. And in particular, um, why don't we ask, uh, okay, let's bring uh, Matt back on here for a minute. Uh, what, what's the one part of her plan that, uh, her Platform that, that really that, uh, that would make you you know be attracted to her than most of the candidates.
3: Well, um, one of the things that I like the best about Michelle Bachman, that a lot of the other candidates, and especially Mitt Romney, and as um, I've been especially in the past a big supporter of Mitt Romney, one of the things that Michelle Bachman said that made me support her more than any of the other candidates was her strong on wanting to repeal obamacare um she's one of the few candidates that really sticks behind that, and so many of the others have kind of just either let it fall by the um by the wayside or have um come up with you know like you know executive orders and 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 maybe something to explain to people is that stuff like the executive order is, executive order is temporary and it just it'll change from presidency to presidency as where a repeal it goes away. Um, you know, it's in it's currently in the Supreme Court right now. Things are not looking so great there is is there's a good chance, you know, we only had five to four and and uh, anything's possible. So I, I think that was one thing about her that really stood out in my mind that made me like her more so than any of the other candidates when I heard her.
1: Yeah. Now uh is that enough to, to win you over that? Because I know you're, you know, still uh, uh been undecided and uh you yeah, know, I think it'd be good to win over a new supporter on on the first episode of the show. Um so I mean, you know, what would it take to get you to, to support her campaign?
3: Well, um I mean I can say I support her. Um the reason why I haven't really been so keen on supporting any candidate is Um, Just personally, I'm not really sure as to how um, physically possible it's going to be for me to actually uh, vote during the primaries. Um, It's just the way Florida and Illinois kind of coordinated their their primaries, it's going to be quite difficult for me to make it happen as to actually going to vote. Although I really hope to, and I'm going to try really hard to make it work. I don't know whether it's gonna be possible. So for me to stay on here, you know, I support one candidate or the other. Um, even to go out and to campaign, you know, I just don't have that kind of time and and you know to say one way or the other wouldn't wouldn't be fair or right to the other candidates when, you know, I really don't have that much of a of a sway, so to speak. No, no. Um I mean, I do like Uh, Michelle Bachman. I think she could, she really, if if she won the nomination, I would definitely vote for over someone like Obama. I mean, it's just, this this whole last administration has been so bad. Uh, At this point, anybody but him or, you know, I mean, yeah, anybody but him at this point would would do me. I mean, would have my vote. It's just, it's so bad right now. It's we cannot, American cannot afford to have this president one more time. We, we won't make it. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I think we need to pick the, uh, the best possible candidate. And, um, you know, it, it's important to have the best one we possibly can to put up against him. Because he's going to pull, people could say, you know, he's been a disaster. But, yeah, which is true. But he's got a huge war machine. Um, and you got to, you know, put your your best uh, candidate up there to make, you know, have the best chance of winning. Um and it's not a time to settle or or, or uh, slack on that. Um so I, I think we you need know, we
3: to know, obviously having a good candidate makes a big point, but you can make in 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 all general and you know, you know, all intensive pers- purposes. You can get you can get the worst candidate, you can pick some off the street, but if you get a whole bunch of people, just a whole group of people that say, yeah, yeah, he's the one we want, you know, he's going to be the best, or she's going to be the best, you know, whoever it is is going to make America a better place. He could be, he or she could be, you know, the worst, you know, none, you know, just have no point, but the fact that there's so much backing Is going to have such an effect on how well they do. You know, that's what we really need. We need everybody to come and support. That's the main thing. And I think Michelle Bachman has a good chance of doing that. She's pulled a lot of supporters in a lot of states.
5: Yeah.
1: um, You know, she does. And uh, hopefully the stars are aligning. And uh, I think they might be. And we've got to keep plugging at it. And. I think we could pull it off. Um, all right. Any other uh, any other things you want to add in?
3: No. no I'm uh, I'm good. Again, thanks for having me. Again, I will continue to screen calls. If you anyone wants to call in, I will let you take care of telling them the number. <laughs> okay. Well
1: will do. Thanks for that. Um, Anyway, 760 uh, 512 if you want to call in. Uh, we'll probably be wrapping the show up in a few minutes, actually. Um, there was some conf- For those of you still listening, there was some confusion this morning when I sent out the invite, um, or last night when I sent it out. It had said 11 a.m., and I meant to put 11 p.m., I guess, and that might have confused some people.
3: Uh, what I
1: think we're going to do tomorrow is, is knock it down to uh, 10 or so, 10 Eastern. I think that might be better. Um, and we'll see how that goes. I'll send out an, an event invite uh, later on about that, and, uh, you know, I'll work on trying to get the congresswoman in, and uh, let's see how many people we get to turn out to, to the next episode. We had, a, we had a pretty decent showing today, uh, but if we can get even more to turn out tomorrow, uh, we can um, see if we can make that happen. You know, uh, with your help, we can uh, make the Boston Cat in the sea, uh, into the presidency. Um, Okay, if you uh, still want to be on the show, once again, you can call in 762-512-7224, or you can Skype in, or just
2: listen, whatever, Uh, whatever, put your vote. Okay, Um, yeah, Uh, let's see here. Uh, Basically, what we're going to do with this, I'll I'll just wrap up here by...
1: Tell you what the, the premise of this show is for those who might have not heard it before. Uh, we're going to try and do this every night here. Get together with Bachman supporters and uh, you know, activists from all around the country. Talk about this candidate, why we support her, what we're going to do to help her. And, um, you know, I think we can use this as a valuable implement to make it a reality for her to be the next nominee for the, for the presidency. And... I, I hope everyone else is excited about this. And you know, tell your friends uh, to join in. Uh, invite them to the event page when I set that up later. Uh, for, uh, thanks for listening. Um, we will do this tomorrow again. Uh, an hour earlier, we'll do it at 10 Eastern. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, once again, this is A.J. Bruno for Bachman Radio. Until then, uh, until we see you again, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks to our call screener. And thanks for all the callers, uh, except the one who had that incident. But uh,
2: we won't remember him. Okay, uh, we're out for now. See you tomorrow, and Eastern. Come on, folks.